Thanks for tuning in to Eddie V's Horror Show. You're about to listen to an episode I recorded when I first started using professional audio equipment. I recorded a good quality solo episode and I thought everything was good. And when Violet came to record with me, I changed nothing with the mic setup before recording. And uh, I didn't do any quality control before uploading the episodes to Anchor. Audio quality in these episodes ranges from poor to barely listenable. I considered just taking these episodes down, but I ultimately decided to keep them up just in case some people like them despite the dog shit sound quality. If this is your first time listening, or if you're going back to listen to previous episodes you missed and have never listened to these before, I wanted to warn you that the audio in this episode and the ones recorded around this time are really, really bad. And especially if you're new to the show, I don't want to give you the impression that this is just how my podcast sounds all the time. So if the potato sound quality is too much for you, please skip these episodes. Episode 34, entitled Calm Down Caligula, is when I finally figured out how bad these episodes were sounding, and I got it fixed. So if you skip ahead to episode 34, you'll be in good audio quality again. And uh, much improved audio quality, since uh, before the episode entitled What Even Are Vampires, I was recording on my iPhone. So, while it's not as bad as the incorrectly calibrated audio episodes, it's far from professional sounding. Fortunately, all episodes from 34 onward are good quality audio. Thanks for listening, enjoy the show, and as always, stay creepy. Winter is ending, and the days are getting longer, so we picked a movie that will make you grateful for the sunlight. You're listening to Eddie B's Horror Show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Eddie V's Horror Show. I'm Edward Villanova, author, YouTuber, and the host of this damn fine podcast. I have the lovely Miss Violet Church here with me. Hey everybody. My partner in crime. You wish. To make you all appreciate the uh, the end of winter and all the all the the abundance of daylight we're going to have. We watched 30 Days of Night, a movie where there is no sunlight for 30 days. Thanks for breaking that title down. Uh-huh. I feel like people probably didn't understand what it was about. <laughs> I had to wrap up the sentence. Are you going to tell them what you're drinking? Sure. We are drinking uh, a, a fan of mine that a fan... I'm a fan of this alcohol, is another way to say that. I've mentioned it before on the show. It is Kraken Black Spiced Rum, and it's delicious. It tastes sort of like Dr. Pepper, and uh, I like Dr. Pepper, so it's tasty. That's what I mix it with. Yep. I'm ranching out. I've never had this before, so I decided to try it. You're not a big rum person in general, are you? No. You're pretty much exclusively a whiskey lady. Yeah. Is and, that weird? No. I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. All the other ladies I know that drink, drink wine. Yeah. And I think wine is, at best, kind of gross. <laughs> well, I like wine. But I can get not liking wine. Like, when, when I, I, I was a whiskey guy before I liked wine. I think wine mostly tastes like butter or rancid grapes. Well, the rancid grapes part, that makes sense. And I get Merlot, yeah, it has that buttery flavor to it. I don't, I mean, I am from the South, so I don't have a problem with butter. <laughs> but I don't, but not, yeah, I don't typically drink butter. Yeah, you don't literally add butter to your drinks. No. I get that. So, but you do like scotch. Which was, at least at one time, the basis for butterscotch candy. I don't actually like scotch. Oh, okay. I've only ever had Johnny Walker. Oh, well, I you don't like, try some other ones. I don't like Johnny Walker. I've even had Johnny Walker Gold, and I was like, eh. You have terrible taste. It's still not that good. <laughs> I love Johnny Walker. I love Johnny Walker so much, I'm drinking this Kraken rum out of a Johnny Walker glass. 
so fancy. I'm drinking out of a Dollar General glass. <laughs> <laughs> and that is pretty much that pretty much uh, describes our two aesthetics. <laughs> right. Well, you know, we can't all have great taste in alcohol or glassware. Oh, yeah. Someone's going to keep Dollar General in business. Let me just tell you, I'm committed. <laughs> I know. You used to work at Dollar General, didn't you? I know. A long time ago. You used to manage a Dollar General, if I'm not mistaken. You are mistaken. I do I not am. manage Dollar General. <laughs> okay. You were some kind of boss at Dollar General, right? Or you were a shift lead or something like that? I was something. Okay. I was something. A something. Fair enough. An inventory person. <laughs> Alright, cool. So, 30 Days of Night. This was your first straight-up horror movie in a long time, since what, since you watched The Grudge, right? Right. When did The Grudge come out? Kind of uh, a long time ago, right? Yeah, off the top of my head, I want to say 04, 02, somewhere around there. Early 2000s. Here. Google can tell me. It was like it was right before I graduated from college the first time. To age myself a little bit. The grudge was two thousand four. Okay, yeah. So this is the first time I've watched a conventionally conventional horror movie yeah, since two thousand four. Not a horror comedy or a dark. Fantasy. Uh, yeah, dark fantasy or a thriller, but right. yeah, an actual horror movie. Yeah. So, so I didn't like The Grudge, and so that's why it's been so long. Yeah. <laughs> I slept in the living room of <laughs> um, the house I shared with my friends for like a week. It scared the piss out of you. Yeah. I, I, I think there's a difference between not liking it and it scaring the piss out of you. Because I'll, I'll well, be I didn't like it either. I didn't like it, and it was scary. So it was like a double whammy. Yeah. Like, it scared the piss out of me, too. I did like it, but it scared the piss out of me, too. <laughs> it had been a long time since there was a movie that yeah, made me like look behind me whenever I was alone. You know? You're in the shower? <laughs> when I was in the shower, yeah. I don't know. I think movie. I think that that should be illegal. That, see, I like... <laughs> so, this movie has a positive thing. There were no... No one died in the shower. Right. I'm not convinced that in the entire movie anyone took a shower. There you go. So, I just think, like, bad things shouldn't happen to you. And you're, you're naked. You're vulnerable. It's it's the I most just, vulnerable, normal thing that anybody does. I know. I just feel like it's even worse than something happening to you in your bed. I just really don't want to be attacked whenever I'm in the shower. So, if you're planning on attacking me, please just attack me at a, some other time. Not when I'm in the shower. Right. You can thank Alfred Hitch Hitchcock for that one, I guess. Just yeah. As far as I know, Psycho was the first shower attack scene. Terrible. So. Alright, so the particulars of this movie came out in October of 2007, so it came out not long after The Grudge. Yeah. But five, five I had zero... No. No. Three years ago. Sorry. Math much? <laughs> so yeah, I had zero desire to see this movie because... I was still probably having nightmares from the grudge. Um, yeah. The director was David Slade, who hilariously directed part of the Twilight installment. Yeah, right. But and, he also he directs uh, Black Mirror, right? Or at least some of the episodes of yeah, Black Mirror. Yeah, and American Gods, so. Yeah, that's sort of more in his, in his alley, I guess. I don't know, but I just thought it was hilarious that he well, directed yeah, Twilight. Twi Twilight, yeah, vampires. I guess he likes vampires. Twilight is not a horror movie. <laughs> Twilight <laughs> is a romance. I mean... A paranormal romance. Unless you count it as, like, it's so bad it's a horror movie. I don't know. I think I, think I just saw it's it. It's horrifying the way they ruined the vampire mythology. They didn't, though. They, they can't. They can't ruin. You can't ruin vampires. You'll water them down enough. Okay. Well, you are ridiculous. First of all. Second of vampires all, vampires don't die in sunlight. They just get all sparkly, and then everyone knows they're vampires. Okay, but that doesn't ruin them. It waters down the le the legend. Wow, then vampire legend must have been pretty pissy to begin with, because if 
one book can water down the legend. I just think, oh, I'm sorry. I just think that's so dumb. It's just like, you know, am I a huge Twilight fan? No. But there's a lot of people that really liked it. Okay, I used to teach literature. And I'm like, if that gets you to read and, and you're excited about it, like, cool. That's fine. Do I want to do I want to read it? Not really. I have read it. Do I want to read it over and over again? Do I want to see the movies? I haven't seen the movies. I've only saw, I saw the first one. It was incredibly awkward. 45 minutes of silence and an hour and a half movie is just too much staring at each other yeah. in silence. And like they're angry at each other. Yes. Too, not even like lovingly or anything. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, you you know, stare at my boyfriends angrily. I'm not sure what my problem is in relationships, but yeah. So like, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just think that's dumb. Like, why are you hating on it? It doesn't even, it doesn't affect you at all. Because it's fun to hate on Twilight. But why? I just, like, don't be original, Evie. Okay. You got me. Alright, anyway. Who did I think was in this movie? Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke. So I was laboring under the delusion today that Ethan Hawke and Josh Harnett are the same person. (laughs) I'm still not convinced that they're not the same person. I should have looked up a picture of both of them and, like, compared them. I don't know. But... So if I accidentally say Ethan Hawke instead of Josh Harnett, like, I'm sorry, because to me, they're the same person. <laughs> but Josh Harnett is the one that's in this movie. He was also in Pearl Harbor and Lucky Never Slevin, which I did like that movie. That was and Black movie. Hawk Down, also a good movie. Right. Then the main lady in the movie is Melissa George, but I didn't, I, she was, hasn't been in anything that I've ever seen, like, that I've ever heard of. I know that I've seen her before, but I couldn't exactly... I couldn't place her. Yeah. I don't know. The main vampire guy is Danny Houston. Yeah, the lead vampire dude. And he has been in an American Horror Story. Right. He was the axe man in American Horror Story. And he was in uh, the number 23 and um, some other stuff. <laughs> the Warrior's Way. The Warrior's Way. Right. He was the bad guy in The Warrior's Way. And then the like the stranger guy that kind of starts the movie off. He it's Ben Foster, and I recognize him from The Punisher. He's the guy in The Punisher that has all the face piercings. <laughs> yeah. And he he gets them ripped out with yeah. fire, right? Yeah. That was fun. And I think about that all the time. I think about that <laughs> way too much. So as someone who has quite a few piercings. Yeah. And whenever I saw that movie for the first time, I had some facial piercings. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so this movie. Oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Oh, yeah. We're, spoiler we're not, alert. Yeah, this whole thing is going to be spoiler heavy. Yeah, we warned you guys last week. Go watch the movie. But if you haven't yet, pause this, go watch the movie, and then you can come hear our thoughts about it. Yeah. So... It's start. It's set in the the northernmost town. It's not really a city. Calling it a city is a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. The northernmost town in the United States. Yeah, Barrow, Alaska. Yeah, Barrow, Alaska. Which, did we even check if that's a real place? No. I'm gonna check real quick. So every, I mean, it should just be once a year. Yeah. Every year, um, because of the way you know the way that. The earth tilts. They have... So in the summer, they have probably have really long days. You know, 24 hours of sunlight. And in the winter, they have um, 30 days of night. So hence the name of the movie. Okay, so... It doesn't look like Barrow. Oh, okay. It's also known as Barrow, I guess. The actual official name of the city is something that I don't know how to pronounce. Oop. Yeah, something like that. It's probably an Eskimo word or something. Um, and yeah, it's north of the Arctic Circle. So, <coughs> so during the winter, it doesn't get much sunlight. Right. So, which is and in a, fact for thirty days, the sun <laughs> doesn't come up at all. <laughs> so, but if the opposite is true in the summer, then they'll right. have. Days and days of the sun never goes down. Yeah, so like the opposite of this movie would be the movie Insomnia with Al Pacino, where he is, I don't remember what the name of the city was, but he's up north where the sun doesn't go down for 30 days, and 
he can't sleep. Why some blackout curtains? Bam, movie solved. Yeah. Well, there's other things keeping him awake too, but he's trying to solve a murder. But don't, I don't know. Ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, this um, like the movie starts with this dude just kind of walking across this snow-covered landscape. And he just, and he looks like he's just walking out in the middle of nowhere, which is an absolutely very great thing to do in the middle of the tundra in winter. <laughs> yeah. And then comes we, upon Barrow. We get a, sh a shot of like an icebreaker ship or something out. Like out in the sea. So I'm not yeah. sure like what that, that never is brought up ever again. Yeah. I, I don't know if we're led to believe that the vampires came off the boat and like, we know he's had interaction with the vampires before coming to Barrow. Yeah. But you don't know that till like later. Right. But I don't know if we're led to believe that the vampires came on the boat. This is the vampire boat. <laughs> but, cruise, if you will. Vampire cruise. Vampire cruise. Yes. And uh, this guy's like their scout or something. He's their servant. Yeah. That's another trope. So we were going to try to talk about all the tropes in this movie, but that, like, this dude, the lone stranger, he, yeah, he is definitely a trope. So he comes into town, and then it's like um, the main character, what's his name? Josh Harnett is a sheriff because... Of course he is. Right, sheriff. Sheriff trope. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he starts getting all these calls of like random vandalism and stuff like that. Of, I mean, if you can even think about what vampires, what the vampires would want, we have um, the communication systems being attacked and the electricity being attacked and. Um, all transportation. Of... So the airport closes and they're just stuck there for a month, which is, which is like, that's not uncommon. I don't think, you know, that's like pretty typical or whatever. Right. And then <clears throat> the somebody airport... steals a bunch of cell phones from town and burns them. Yeah. All the satellite phones are stolen and burned. Yeah. The, this dude's helicopter is thrown into the, which I'm like, they never just completely discussed how in the cornbread heck <laughs> they got all this, parts of this dude's helicopter in there and in, into the co trash compactor and nobody noticed, but what yeah. else? Cornbread heck, I love it. Sorry. And then um, all the sled dogs are killed. That was sad and, and unnecessarily gruesome. Yeah. All the sled dogs in town, apparently. All the sled dogs in town. So it's just like, okay, he's cutting off the communication lines, the electricity lines, the, you know, the... Means of escape. Yeah, all means of escape. So all the citizens are trapped in this town. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. So then I guess a lot of people winter elsewhere or somewhere something. And so they're like all there's all these like tearful farewells. So we have all this like vandalism like next to these tearful farewells of, like, a lot of people are leaving town for good. And there's even, like, you know, the main lady, the fire marshal, we get this, like, why aren't you and Eddie still together? I don't know. I don't remember his name in the, in the movie, but yeah, why aren't you and Josh Hartnett still together? <laughs> yeah. And she's Josh like, Hartnett. she's like, I, you know, I It'd have to go home. It was, his name was Ethan. Yeah, it would be <laughs> Um, I have to go home when she's trying to get out to the airport and she misses, you know, fate conspires against her. She misses the, she misses the last plane out of town. So she's stuck in Barrow. His name was, oh, I thought his name was Evan. It's Eb Eben. Evan. It's, it's Eben Ol Olison. Because. Because of course it is. Yeah. Okay. So. I don't know. I mean, and then predictably, night falls and shit starts to get real. Right. Everyone's just like going about their night, like, I don't know. And then suddenly, holy crap, vampires! Yeah, basically. And they just kind of go on this killing spree. And 
Honestly, like, I'm not really sure why they, like, made it. Like, I mean, like, they just, this is, we're only, like, 40 minutes into the movie. Mm-hmm. And they have pretty much killed most of the people in the town. I mean, yeah. in spectacular fashion. Which, I, I'm sure that there was, like, some, definitely some choice made, choices made to have, like, the snowscape backdrop and gouts of steaming blood going everywhere. Right. We get the lovely panoramic shot of all the chaos happening and the blood splattering on the white snow. And... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, and these vampires, like, they're terribly inefficient, messy eaters. Right. But I don't... Like I said before, when we were actually watching it, like, it, it becomes fairly clear that this isn't just, you know, they're feeding. This is, like, this is a party. This is a vampire party. I guess. I didn't feel like it was that clear. I feel like... I don't know. Like, they... <laughs> Like, okay, what you said when we were watching it is that they, like, slash, they slash them all to bits, and then they put their face in the, on their neck like a traditional vampire, but then it's, like, they're motivating their neck. Like, yeah. they're, like, they're just, like, rubbing their face all over their neck, and they're getting blood everywhere. Yeah, by the neck open and motor both the wound. Yeah, I mean, just, like, how are you, are you eating, are you getting any nutrition <laughs> <Right>. this way? <laughs> That's the way I eat a sandwich. I take the first bite and <laughs> I don't know. So, but I, like I say, almost everyone in the whole town is dead 40 minutes in. Yeah. And, and so then the rest of the movie is them slowly trying to hunt and, like, lure out and hunt the survivors that were smart enough to hide instead of running around in the streets like crazy people. And they do this for a variety of ways. Like, you know, more and, like, some of them kind of horrible. Yeah. Get one lady to walk down the street crying for help. Right. Well, they they stalk her from the rooftops across the street and see if anybody, you know, lets her in. And but there's just like I just feel like after that first forty minutes, not a lot happens. We're kind of waiting for the movie to be over. We're waiting for I mean, all that happened on the first night. We still got twenty nine nights to go. Right. And I yeah I mean. We have... I feel like they should have spaced it out a little bit more. Like, to me, the timing of the movie, I was like, okay, well, what now? Almost everybody's dead. Like, I know that we're going to have to make some kind of last stand. I mean, obviously, there's going to be survivors or whatever. This is a movie, so... Yeah. (laughs) Some things are going to go wrong. Seems like some things are going to have to happen in this hour and, like, 15 minutes we have left. Yeah. So one thing thing that that I mentioned before was that it's a little bit... Uh, it's a little bit of a different thing that the people in this movie know what a vampire is. Usually in, in horror movies, if it's a zombie movie, they've never heard of a zombie before. You know, <laughs> if, if it's a vampire movie, a vampire, the idea of a vampire is a brand new thing. And Which that, I think that's a little bit refreshing because yeah. obviously we've, we we're making whole podcasts about this. So this is not like culturally... We're not ignorant of these legends or whatever. So if they did, right. you know, if we were unfortunately face to face with them, we wouldn't be like, dude, <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Vampire. Well, I have never even heard of such a thing. This vampire? Is that how you say it? What is that? Um, so they just through deductive reasoning are able to figure out that these things can't live in sunlight. I know, but like and, that helps them for like five seconds. I mean, well, yeah, that's true. I mean, but then, I mean, they, they know that they're just waiting out the clock, right? You know, they know that these things aren't going to stick around forever. And when and the like, sun comes up, they gotta, they gotta be gone. I w- okay. What I would like to know is what were they doing while we're, while, okay. While all these people are like, you know, they, for whatever reason, like it, in a survival situation, like, why are you moving? Why are you moving to somewhere else? Oh, my God, yeah. oh, we got to move. Like, no, you don't. Just stay. Stay right. where you are. Even, yeah, after they, they have, they even move to a place where they have tons of supplies. They're not going to have to go anywhere else. And they still go other places. Yeah. They move, like, 50 times during this little adventure. And, of course, they lose people in the process every single time. Yeah. And they just, I'm like... I don't know, I'm just so... 
I'm confused by that. Well, I know that they have to do that in order because the movie would be very boring if we're just sitting watching them sit in this attic, yeah, waiting it out or whatever. But I just, I don't know. I don't. I what were the vampires doing during this time? It doesn't show it. Stalking around town, I guess, just trying to find somebody moving. I know, but this, I mean, for 30 days? Like, that seems like a long time to not be able to find these people. I mean, you know, as somebody who's been on a hunting trip before, you know, you sit in the deer blind and sometimes for hours. For a month? No, not for a month. I can't get off work that long. But, you know, you sit up in the, you sit up in the blind and you wait, you wait for your motion. I don't have any problem believing that, you know, they're just... They're just lit. chilling? They're, yeah, kind of laying low, just waiting for somebody to make a move, thinking they, you know, they know her around. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. I just... I just want to know what were they doing? And well, what were they... Like, what was the point of them being there? I mean, were they legitimately just hungry? Because it seems like they were just, like, maiming people to well, death. I mean, this only happens once every year, right? Okay. And and through some dialogue, we get we find out that they've never been here before. Okay. So they must be feeding other ways. I I, I thought, feel like they, I feel like you're filling in some blanks that the the film did not. I feel like these okay. So there are blanks that needed to be filled in in this movie that were not filled in. But I, I feel like that one, there are some blanks that it's it's reasonable to fill them in yourself. You know, he, I mean, he mentions the, the vampire being around for centuries, and like so. They, the vampire's motivation. I don't feel like I should have to fill out fill in the vampire's motivation for the screenwriter. Well, vampires need to drink blood. Yeah, but were they really doing that? We're led to believe they were. And but so, again, I, I feel... I mean, but, like, okay, so if they're a predator, why are they... Like, they've killed... Okay, they've just, like, mass-killed yeah. all of these people. I mean, there was, like, what... They, they changed the population to 150 Jewish citizens. Uh-huh. So they killed all but, like, seven or eight of them in one go in, like, a couple of hours. Yeah. And... Well, that we know of. There could have been other survivors that laid low. They didn't know about the guy in the other house until almost the end of the movie. Okay, who killed his freaking family when he heard everyone screaming? Yeah. Which I don't know. They make it out to be like he was a horrible person, but if you, I don't even know. Like I, I mean, that's one of those things. Like I always think about like the Viking women. If they got invaded, they would they would hide, and then if they if they they would kill their children and then themselves to avoid capture. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. That's that sounds horrible. But that's a, that's not a new concept. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it is. It's a horrible thing to think about having to do. Like, I don't. I don't know. I I feel like that was somewhat effective in that we didn't immediately think, okay, this guy's an asshole. He needs to die, you know. And so but we don't necessarily want him to die. But then also, when he does die, we don't have any bad feelings about that. I was just... I don't know. I just, I just feel like that the, the pacing of the movie could have been better. Like, I feel like if you think, of, think about us predators, if it seems like all of the prey in an area has been pretty much pit clean, you move yeah. on. So... I thought, like, the first night was killing most of everybody, and then the rest of it was, like, a long hunt. But that was the that was the fun of it. Okay, I feel like that you were adding context where it wasn't any. Maybe I am. I don't know. So I mean, predictably. But we like we have so many shots of them like toying with with humans, you yeah. know, and so that's kind of what leads me to believe that this is this is sport. This isn't just just feeding. I guess, but maybe they just look like that. Maybe. <laughs> I I think they look like they have fetal alcohol syndrome. <laughs> There's some interesting creature design 
on the vampire. The main version. the main vampire guy is looks like the most normal of them, but the rest yeah. of them are like pretty. Mm. I feel like he he looks like um, the nineteen seventies uh, remake of Nosferatu. He looks like Nosferatu from that, or he's sort of reminiscent of that look. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if we fully discussed all of the plot points. I I mean, like, I'm not saying I mean, it was a bad movie. I just think, like, I feel like that the pacing could have been better. Yeah. And I don't, like, I, I feel like there's a lot of questions at the end. You're like, huh. Yeah. Uh, what? I mean, okay. Yeah, so some of the things that, maybe I missed it, but the old guy who snuck out the window, did we ever see what happened to him? Nope. His we son see, definitely yeah, got killed. You're right. His son comes out looking for him, and he gets killed by the vampires. I we mean, never see the old guy. I mean, best case scenario, he froze to death somewhere. Well, right? He's still walking. <laughs> yeah, the 80 miles to white. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Whatever. Something like Whitesboro or whatever it's called. <laughs> whatever town he was going to. So, I mean, like, it, it, you know, the, the band of survivors, they, they did, to me... They made them move for shaky reasons that were not fully explained and were very thinly veiled attempts to advance the plot, and which culminated into the main character sacrificing himself to save the woman he loves. Right. Sacrificing himself by a really <laughs> iffy decision to... I feel like a very risky decision that definitely could not have... Could have not paid off. Right. So take blood from the de- decapitated head of uh, someone who was in the middle of turning into a vampire. Which is black now. Yeah. That's like... People, but all the, all the blood is yeah. black. Even from the living people, it's People black. don't bleed black. Yeah. I mean, there's dark Venus blood, but it's still very red. <laughs> yeah. And you would know. You work in medicine. Yep, I've seen a lot of blood, so it just, I don't know, it's never, never seen anybody bleed black. Yeah. Just, gonna just throw that out there. Might be some cause for alarm. And then, old, what's his face, Josh Hartnett, <laughs> cords his, tenses his arm up and, and injects himself right in the tendon. <laughs> yeah. And somehow that works. So, I guess it's not... You don't have to be super particular if you're injecting yourself with a vial of vampire blood. Yep. A little bit of them gets into you, and you're a vampire now. I am. And you still retain some of your old personality, it seems, for a little bit. Yeah, well, with him, at least. The other people who turn, it's like... Oh, that guy. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's true. The guy that, they decap- that he decapitated. He was able to resist it for a little while. And then ask them to kill him. Yeah. So he can be with his dead family. Right. There's a lot of, like, dead family. There, yeah, there is. My dead children. I'm just like, I don't know. Why? Why you gotta play like that? Yeah, we have, that's another trope, is the creepy child <laughs> trope. The vampire, the little girl vampire. I'm done playing with this one. Right, yeah. That was, that was and, such... She was, okay, and then that's another thing, is that they said nobody recognized her. They'd never seen her before. So where the hell did she come from? Yeah, the, yeah, that's what that's And she's question. dressed like she went, just went to Easter Sunday church. <laughs> yeah. In, like, a little sleeveless dress and, like, little pigtails and stuff. She's not dressed for the climate. Right. So where is she from? And, like, why is that question not answered? Are they just, what, where is she from? Was she part of the original crew? She's not oh, dressed like the original crew. Well, what is the original crew's dress style? Like a lot of them are wearing okay, all they're the guys black, like black. They're all wearing like black coats. Even the girl was, but then she took her coat off so she could get hit by the sun. By the UV light. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. But all and yeah, you you noted before that she was like wearing a wedding dress. Or something. She was wearing a wedding dress. Then I feel like she changed her clothes right before she died. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. I don't know. But they were all kind of wearing like white shirts and dark jackets. Yeah. 
I don't know. Now, I mean, now that you mention it, I think we were that we were supposed to come to the conclusion that she was one of the original vampires. Not that she got turned. I mean, I don't know. She That's the only reason why I think. I mean, unless there was a deleted scene or something that you know nobody knew where she came from. She didn't. And like, you would know. There's only 500 people in the town. Like, you would know. Yeah. Yeah, especially because, like, uh, well, I don't know. They know everybody else that was in, that they saw randomly out there. Right. Call them by name. Even the kids. Right. Or the kid. Yeah, where did that kid come from? I don't know. There's just a little girl walking out, covered in blood, walking down the street. Yeah. With electric blue eyes. Yeah. Which I know that they did, so you can know she wasn't a vampire, but... I don't know. So many things. I don't know. There was just... I feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions, but maybe that's typical for a horror movie. I don't know. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, there can be, but just as much as any other movie, I guess, but... Okay. Let's talk about tropes. So we already talked about the Lone Stranger, and then another trope for the... Because he was the servant of the vampires, and he's like, they're going to kick your ass whenever they come and get me, and they're going to... Yeah. Give me a huge present. <laughs> and... They're going to take me with them. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's basically uh, like the evil version of Guillermo from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Okay. <sighs> Someday they're going to turn me into a vampire. And he's so gross. Like His teeth are so gross. Like, why? Maybe that was the deal. He was like, if I grow a bunch of fangs, I mean, it's only going to be an improvement. <laughs> anyway, he, um, yeah, they didn't take him. They killed him. Which, I mean... He should have seen coming from a mile away. Right. So, uh, I don't know. They were super, like, we hate humans. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But they used to, surely used to be humans based on the fact that they could turn other people into vampires. So. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, I I feel like we, they kind of indicate it's been a, it's been a while because he talks around and talks about being around for centuries. Yeah. So, um, then, well, the trope of the bad guys being disgusting looking. Yeah. I mean, even in the, like, okay, so the Lone Stranger was still human, but he was, he like, was they were so, like, yeah. the long, lingering close-up shots of his face, I'm like, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to look at this man any longer. Yeah. I've never seen a person that looked like this man in a bar or anywhere else, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, um, the the boy sacrifices himself. And also, okay, one other thing that annoyed the crap out of me is the main girl. Obviously, the, the main girl, the main guy, the main girl and Josh Harnett had a, a relationship prior to the movie. They've right. broken up. And I'm like, she, she tries to talk about their relationship in the midst of their struggle for survival. Yeah. We need to be absolutely quiet so that the vampires don't know we're in here. By the way, do you still love me? <laughs> I just, like, there's a time and a place, and maybe you're regretting your decision to not love this man or whatever it is that is going on here, but let's just wait. You don't yeah. have to say anything right now. You could just wait to see if we live through this month. Yeah, hell, if we're all dead, it won't even matter. Yeah, so... I don't even know. Like, that annoys me because it's, like, tense and super tense situation. And, we like, just like you said, we're, like, oh, we're trying to all be quiet. But we used to be like that, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, shut up. Right. Um, but then he sacrifices himself for her because he loved her in the end. Uh, and then the, if you can't beat him, join him. Yeah. Yeah. So, Yeah. Because he, like we said, he injects himself with dead, turning vampire blood and becomes a vampire so that he can kick the ass of vampires who've been vampires for a really long time. And in a super unlikely way. I just, yeah, yeah. Ooh, I don't know. I feel like... <laughs> so he punches him in the mouth and then his hand kind of goes out the back of his skull. Yeah. He uses that guy's... Momentum against him, I guess. I guess, yeah. Punches, 
the physics of it are a little shaky, I think. But I, I, I've heard people say that, you know, when you punch someone in the face, you aim for the back of their head, but I didn't think that it was like <laughs> a literal thing. <laughs> And then, I don't know, I guess I kind of, ex- what I expected to happen was that all the other vampires would, like, bow down to him or something, or, like, kiss his ring or something like that, but that didn't happen. Yeah, like, he was the, you kill the alpha, now you are the alpha. Yeah, but they just, all the other emo kids, and there was... <laughs> <laughs> all the other emo kids. They were so emo. Um, they were, though. They were, they were. Especially they had the that one guy. bangs, and then it just looked like, it looked like makeup, and... Because, okay, the whole only blood in the entire movie that's the appropriate color is on this one guy's face. Yeah. Oh, whatever. The anyway, weirdest just, looking guy. Yeah, they just, just No, he wasn't the weirdest looking guy. It was the other fetal alcohol syndrome guy. The bald guy. <laughs> oh, that's the guy I was talking about. Uh, oh, no, there's another emo guy that had, like, the stupid yeah, hair. Yeah, the skinnier vampire. Yeah, that looked like his head was going to fall off of his body because he was so skinny. I feel like that was, like, the vampire who often played Vampire the Masquerade, just for the irony. Oh, my gosh. Why are you bringing this up again? What's wrong with you? Vampire the Masquerade. It's a thing. That I used to do. You know, you could just never talk about it again and no one would know. I'm not ashamed of it. It's a game. But shouldn't you be? No, it's a game. Mm-hmm. Are you ashamed of playing Monopoly? No, because it's a regular game. It's a regular about, game. About God-fearing capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> 30 days of night. Okay. Um, then... Uh, the creepy kid, which we kind of talked about. There were two creepy kids, really, but one was a vampire, one was a human. Like, I feel like that, that the second kid was one of the most stark images in the entire movie. The little girl walking, you know, obviously ridiculously traumatized child walking down the street, just being like, I don't even care. I'm just, I'm walking somewhere covered in blood. Um, Has her little parka on. I feel like even just an establishing shot before all this could could have gone a long way. With this, not just seeming like we need a reason for his ex girlfriend to go running back out into the street. Right. It does seem really random, and like I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like where was she the whole time? Right. I don't know. But see, I, like I said, there's, this movie brings up a lot of questions that I don't feel like are answered. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole shaky cam thing. Yeah. Where it's, was. like, super chaotic, and you're like, what is actually happening? Because I'm having a really hard time following this. Yeah, that was definitely a thing back in yeah, 07, right? I guess so. Because, I mean, Pearl Harbor did that, too. Yeah, another Josh, Josh Hartnett movie. You, you can't, once the bombs start dropping, you can't tell what's going on, because... They gave the camera to someone with palsy. <laughs> oh my gosh, Eddie. I, I don't know. I hate that. I hate having it. It's like you can't even, you can't even fo- like focus on what like plot wise is happening. Cause you're just like, what? I feel like a little old lady. I'm just like squinting at the screen. <laughs> like what is happening? I feel like what they, like they do it because it covers up some like, they can cut some corners and then cover it up with shaking the camera around. Like, you just get the gist of what's going on, you know? I feel like I didn't even get the gist. I was like, okay, well, a bunch of chaotic shit's happening. I'm just gonna... I don't know. I'm gonna wait for it to be over and then see if I can sort out what happened <laughs> after. I don't know. Okay. I, I don't like that. I'll just play the scene in my head. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's better ways to... <laughs> To make something chaotic, other than just like, other than just shaking the camera around, hoping no one's gonna notice. I mean, no one's gonna slow it down, look real close. Yeah, honestly, I feel like what the first thing that made that a thing was Saving Private Ryan, because up until then I hadn't seen a movie with so much shaky cam in it. But that was because a lot of that footage was real footage from World War Two, and they didn't have. The steady cam feature that cameras today have, uh, and then everybody started emulating it. Like that's probably why it was in Pearl Harbor, because it was an- another war movie. It made it feel more chaotic, you know. But then they started using shaky cam and everything. Everything with an action sequence had shaky cam. I know this is gonna shock you, but I haven't seen the Saving Private Ryan. Oh man, it's a great movie. 
I heard it was really sad. It is sad, but it's a great movie. I hate sad movies. It's the world, life is sad enough. Yeah. I mean, this is at least a sad thing that really happened, you know? I know, that's even worse. Okay. I but disagree, but go ahead. The relationship talk in the tense moment is like, you know, like uh, this horrible trauma that we're all experiencing together is really making me rethink divorcing you. Right, yeah. And... Because we always know relationships are best forged through mutual trauma. Yeah, <laughs> as we all know. <clears throat> I And honestly, I, I feel like... I don't feel like they established that enough for me to give two shits about whether they they get together or not. Yeah, I don't care at all. I'm just like, please shut up. Please right. stop talking about this. Literally no one cares. Yeah, they, they could have had absolutely no history together, and the movie would have played out exactly the same. Because he Sans the ending shot. Yeah, where, where she cuddles his charring body. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's love. Holding someone into the sun while they die. Right. I mean, uh, that's kind of, that is kind of, that's kind of fucked up whenever you think about it. Yeah. Anyway, um, I, I feel like that they, it's like clearly established that this is a guy that's willing to do anything for his, the people he serves, like this, he's the sheriff or whatever. So he takes lots of risks for people and would, I feel like would have been induced to take that big risk just because of the little girl involved without it being right. his love interest or whatever. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, and then, I don't know. I thought the relationship stuff was not, was dumb and very forced. It, yeah. It, so much so that I even forgot about it several times, you know, throughout the movie. Like I, I didn't, there were times that we were, we were supposed to, like that scene in particular, you know, we're, we're supposed to feel more about what's going on, but I was like, oh yeah, I guess he cares more because they have a history together, but it wasn't necessary. Yeah. And I thought it was kind of crappy that the other ladies in the movie, like, are so haggard, and then yeah. this lady, she's like, I'm so, I'm so gorgeous. She's yeah. got makeup on, and she, like, still looks pretty good at the end of the 30 days, and the other women look like, <laughs> look like shit. And she's still looking Understandably great. Understandably so. Yeah, and I'm, but I'm like, but they're like kind of, this, there's one girl that's the same age as her, and I'm like, why? Right. I don't know. Crappy, in but, my opinion. I mean, some of that could be because it was in the book. This is based on a book. That the relationship was in the book? Yeah, I mean, I obviously I haven't read the book, but... Um, hmm. I'd be interested to read the book and see how it stacks up against... The movie probably terribly, honestly. Probably, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, same name, Thirty Days of Night by Steve Niles. Mm. Maybe I'll check it out. Let you guys know if it's worth a read. Um, so and then the fun. last, okay, seriously though, my favorite part of the movie was the guy that going out with a bang, like his his like crazy last stand, last. Yeah. Um, he's like a town loner or whatever. I don't know. Like, and that's another thing. I'll be like, I feel like the relationships between these people were absolutely forced, but him going out with a, I don't, was it a logging machine? I have no idea what kind of equipment this was. I've I've seen one of those before. Oh, I bet it was a ditch witch. What? It looked bigger than a ditch witch. I bet it was a ditch witch. I bet it was a ditch witch. Anyway, I, it looked like a front, like it, it looked like a, like a bobcat. It was the biggest like, ditch witch I've ever seen. Okay, well, they, it's a, there, there was a pipeline, a big pipeline out there. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was a ditch witch. Anyway. It was a giant ditch witch. He drives his ditch witch around it, and, and it looks, oh, if you've ever seen a ditch witch, it kind of looks like a big it's, it's chainsaw. It's a drive, drivable chainsaw, yeah. And he chainsaws through all these vampires, and it just, like, was like, and then he, he had time for, I didn't, I don't know, I don't even remember why he decided to go out like this. I don't even remember what he was doing. He was trying to be a distraction. Or what, like, I don't feel like this gained them anything at all, to be honest. Yeah. But it was. He killed a bunch of vampires. Yeah, it was pretty amazing that he was sawing these vampires in half with this ditch witch. He and was. then 
Yeah, Bo Bauer was, or Bo Brower was the the character's name, played by Mark uh, Mark Boone Jr. He's been in some stuff. Uh, oh, Sons of uh, yeah, Sons of Anarchy. Who's in Sons of Anarchy? Uh, shock you again. Never seen that. But he was also in The Mandalorian. He was the 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 dude who. Like owned the space station for bounty hunters or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and he mm-hmm. and he double crossed the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, so weird. And tried to take Baby Yoda. He did. I love Baby Yoda, y'all. So I have watched the Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, I I gotta say though, like that that scene, um, is. That's probably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie though, because it's like too. some stuff is happening. He, it's like he is, he gets a bear trap up there, and one of the vampires yeah. gets legs stuck in a bear trap, and I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, he's dragging the vampire behind <laughs> behind the ditch witch as he's driving through the street. And uh, runs into this, uh, runs into this, I don't know, pretty nice, fancy-looking building. Yeah, it looks like a hotel or something. Yeah, and then lights all these, I don't know, lights something. Is it dynamite? I have no idea what it was. It's like, it's very chaotic. It's hard to tell what everything is, but... And causes this big explosion, which he somehow survives, even though he was at ground zero and it blew up this huge building. And I have we do get my a, doubts. We get a, a, a slow-mo shot of the blast throwing him out the window. I know, but he was at ground zero. Yeah, the no, blast no. blew it up It was literally building. between his feet. Yeah, I yeah. Know. He is not going to survive this. Even if it blows him out the window, he is not surviving this. The shockwave alone would cut. Whatever. Right. I felt like that would have been a better end for him anyway, instead of the vampires killing him after all that. Yeah. But also, one thing that was that's kind of a trope here is guns don't work, but sometimes they do. <laughs> like, because yeah. we're told, I think, two or three times before this point that, that people are shooting them and, you know, they're just not dying. But, of course, he's got a shotgun on the ditch witch, and when one gets too close, he just blows its head off with the shotgun. I think it's like because he, he was able to get the headshot, which, I, I mean, so. what a marksman. Driving a ditch witch, yeah. able to get a headshot with a shotgun enough to stop the vampire. Yeah. Amazing. This man, amazing. Yeah. Ladies, this is the kind of man you need to be looking for. Yeah, but another, like, sub uh, sub trope here is Fat Guy Rampage. <laughs> I am, I'm a fan of the Fat Guy Rampage. If you've seen... Um, uh, la- the Last Train to Busan, or Train to Busan, whatever it's called. There's another great fat guy rampage in that one, too. I don't know. And also, his hair was really distracting. It's like a triangle out of his head. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I kept seeing that. Every time I was like, just put your hair. Someone give the man a haircut. Like, buzz it. Like, clippers are just so cheap. At like $20, you can cut your own hair, bro. It's probably keeping him warm. Don't matter. <laughs> You're never going to find a wife like that. But... His ditchwitch driving skills, his ditchwitch <laughs> driving and shooting acumen. Yeah, he, he's got my heart. He's got some patty dropping ditchwitch driving skills. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a great movie! I don't know. Honestly, there's a lot. There's a lot wrong with this movie. There's a lot of things that should have been explained that weren't. There's I got a lot of you know things to say about this movie, but all in all. I actually enjoy this movie. I don't know if I'd go as you know so far as to say that it was a great movie, but it was an enjoyable movie. I, I liked this movie. I'm going to say I enjoyed talking about it with you more than I enjoyed watching it. That's fair. It just, okay, I hate to be, I hate to be this person, but I am this person, so I'm just going to be real with you. I feel like they give the entire thing away at the very beginning of the movie. And then you're just, for the rest of the time, you're just watching gratuitous violence waiting for it to be over. I mean, and that as is... a person yeah, that's not a fan of. of gratuitous violence, like, what am I doing here? Well, I mean, a lot of horror is pretty formulaic that way. You know, there's... Is yeah. all television like this? Maybe this is why I don't watch television. Well, if you like, look at slashers, slashers usually go pretty much the same way. There, he's gonna kill everybody up until the the final girl, right? The final girl is a tro- an expected trope in the slasher. There's gonna be one survivor that puts up a better stand than anybody else, and it's gonna be like the unlikely female character. It's gonna be the virgin, or it's gonna be the you know the loner girl, or something like that. 
So, and this is kind of in the same vein. It's not a slasher, exactly, but... Okay. Maybe this is why I don't, I don't watch a lot of television. Yeah. Or movies, or whatever. It is what it is. I mean, like, it's not... I don't feel, I don't feel like I'm going to have nightmares tonight whenever I go to sleep, so that's a positive. This movie was all about the ride. Yeah. I just feel like too much of the ride happened in the first 40 minutes, and then I'm just like, okay... Now what? Everybody's dead. What are you people? What are you people even doing here still? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they had goals along the way. No, but the um, the vampires. I don't feel like the vampires had enough clear motivation. Oh yeah, playing with their food. That's I guess. All I, got. I guess. I don't know. Like I say, I don't think it was clear. They like blood. They like killing people. They like rubbing their face in the wounds <laughs> of their victims. <laughs> Like a man with a nice pair of titties. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm doing like, I'm gonna cut that out. So right. sorry. <laughs> you go for it. Overall, I mean, like overall, this wasn't a horrible movie. I've definitely watched. You know, Twilight was worse than this. So yeah. So there is that. There are a lot of movies worse than this. <laughs> I think uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave this a six point six freshness rating, which I feel is about accurate. That's fair. I don't know. I don't know. That scale makes no sense to me, so... Sorry, 6.6 6 out of 10. Okay, 6 out of 10. Okay. Yeah. I probably won't watch it again. Yeah, I mean, I um, I watched this in the theater when it first came out, and I haven't seen it since. I actually remembered this movie being a lot better than it was, but I still enjoyed it. Have your taste matured since 2007? Well, I would hope so. Alright, well, I guess this is a good foray into horror movies for my first time, like, jumping back into a real horror movie. Yeah. I don't know. If you guys have any other movies that you feel like I absolutely need to watch in order to be a part of a horror podcast, please let us know. I will try to watch them, but no promises, because I'm a pretty cat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know there's at least one we would talk about uh, watching in the future, and that's Gretel and Hansel. Yeah. Uh, that might be a Is It Horror episode. But even, I mean, it'd be fun to just, just review it anyway. It was That was legitimately a good movie, and I've seen that a lot more recently than I saw 30 Days of Night. So the next episode that we're going to do is the Irish Mythological Creatures. In honor of uh, St. Patrick's Day. Right. So there's a lot to talk about there. Wisps, brownies. Leprechauns. Leprechauns, which is are similar to, to brownies. Tommyknockers. It should be interesting. Yeah. All right. In honor of St. Patrick's Day. So maybe we'll try to find... Um, Something from Ireland to drink. Not Guinness. Jameson. Okay. Or I don't like Jameson, but we can. Jameson, Guinness, and Bailey's, we can make our no. car bombs. No. 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 Yes. I'm not going to do that. All right. I will. I'll, I'll have mine and yours. Gross. I'll just give you a shot of Jameson. Okay. All right. So. Bailey's. Sorry. That's okay. Bailey's is good, too. Maybe if you drink the whole thing, you'll actually feel something. All right, folks. Well, that was fun. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. I did, too. It's it's a fun movie. Not a great movie, but a fun movie. So, I like vampires, so... Yeah, it's cool. All right. Well, that'll do it for this episode. This is episode 29, right? Yeah, so next episode is going to be uh, the big 3-0 coming up on episode number 30. So we will see you all then, and until next time, stay creepy. Thanks for listening. To read some of my stories, see my artwork, and find links to my videos and podcasts, visit my website at edwardvillanova.com. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about, a work of horror you'd like to hear reviewed, or to submit a true account or short horror story, send me a message at edwardvillanova.com contact, 
or on the Eddie V's Horror Show Facebook page. To shop horror fan merch designed by yours truly, go to edwardvillanova.com and click on the shop link. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, please consider rating and reviewing my podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. The positive, high-star reviews really help me out. If you really like what you're hearing here, please consider giving to my Patreon. The range of benefits include everything from personalized content to free merch and so much more. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash edwardvillanova. Lastly, you can follow me on Twitter at edwardvillanova.